everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raising Bulls, brought to you by the beautiful Game Network at BGN.FM and Roughneck Scars. We are the only podcast dedicated to the New York Red Bulls 2 of USL. Tonight, I mean, look, we're going to talk about two draws. I don't think that they were particularly pretty, but we'll talk about them. It's better to pick up points when you're not playing that well than to not, I suppose. Uh, Of course, we've got our ex- uh, nyrb2 report uh obviously some player movement news that we can discuss and we're going to preview games against nashville sc and the ottawa fury which is tomorrow fury i don't know why i said it that way that's terrible all right (laughs) we're also going to be joined a little later on by ben wright of speedway soccer and uh kind of help us preview this match joining me tonight we've got uh, NYC Soccer World's own Anthony Merced. Hello. Hello. It's good to be back. Long time no speak. I feel like it was forever ago and it was I mean, really just one week off. We, we've been talking. It's just not. Um, although you've been silent because uh, your um, your Liverpool team is hoping to make it to the Champions League That's final. Right. And I hope so that I'm by just... me saying that I just jinxed you. <laughs> I'm just sitting back and not. I don't talk crap until my team wins. <laughs> I uh, I'd rather not just eat my words, and that's how it is. <laughs> just remember, if you win, you guys didn't beat United at all this year. That that's fine. <laughs> you know what? Because we beat the champions, so that's that's more important. Uh, well, we'll see if that happens. <laughs> I'm well, talking, so did we? Yeah, yeah. So we could both revel in the fact that we beat Powder Blue. There you go. And also joining me tonight, we've got Bill Toomey of Bill Toomey Photography. Hello, Bill. Hey, Joe. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm okay because we didn't lose on the road yet. So uh, we didn't lose. <laughs> Let's keep that streak going. It may not be the best of games, but hey, hey, it, yes, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, okay, let's let's start with that Los Dos match. Uh, obviously, this is a week removed, but whatever, we, we're going to talk about it. Uh, if not for Evan Loro, I don't think it's a stretch to say that Red Bulls two lose this match. They were awful defensively, probably the worst that we've seen this year. But L.A. luckily is terrible at finishing, <laughs> and Evan Loro was was really big on the day. Uh, what other positives can you take from this match, Anthony? Terrible. Wait, okay, hold on. We need to talk about that that ball in the 69th minute. The uh, the, the the play that beat Evan Loro and everybody else except for, I think it was um, Escobar. Yes, who was, yes. Who was right in front of the net. Like, yeah. I, this, this team should not have won this game. <laughs> this is like, how do you not put that? Like, is an empty net except for the one guy wearing red? And where do you hit the ball to? <laughs> right the to one him. guy wearing red. <laughs> hit it to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was like a big target, you know. Uh, but, but yeah, Maybe no. that's why they have the red jerseys this year. Perhaps because it's so distracting. That's exactly right. Red light, stop! Don't don't continue. Yeah. Um, but they were, but they were not good defensively, um, and they did not pay at all um, because LA was awful. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the same thing was true in 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 the game against Toronto, where it just. It I don't just, think they were bad defensively, but no, they weren't okay. as bad. But they, but they on the road. It seems like they're developing the um, the league wide norm, which is being a completely different bar at home. Yeah, and they. I mean, they, they, they've been far more solid at home um, defensively and, and far sharper offensively. And all of that seems to disappear in both of these games. Not to great effect, because obviously they got points, so you can't complain too much. But it is a bit frustrating when you look at these two teams that they drew against and say, hey, you should have gotten 
four points, um, like th- uh, six points, because, I mean, you know, we'll talk about the Bonomo penalty later, but yeah, yeah. it was it was very frustrating. And uh, let's not forget, uh, Mondo Moreno scores another goal. I believe he's the team leader right now with four goals. I could be wrong about that. I'll have to check. Maybe. Oh, no. Brian White, I think, also has four goals. Uh, but one thing I do want to highlight from these two matches, uh, if you did not watch the Toronto FC match, I mean, you weren't really missing much. Uh, Red Bull, I think, controlled the match but didn't really do much to to, to inspire. They had a goal called back because of a handball from Mondo Moreno. Uh, they had the missed penalty from Stefano Bonomo, although nice save. And, of course, the the keeper to stop that shot is a former Red Bull player, Caleb Patterson Sibyl, who I believe only played against Barcelona. So uh, weird times. Uh, but I think one of the things that we're seeing, and I talked about this a couple weeks ago after uh, the Tampa Bay match, is how do you get Brian White and Stefano Bonomo on the field at the same time? And it looks like they're trying to do that, and the offense is suffering because of it. Is it a bad idea? Should they go back to what they were doing? And if so, who should be starting up top, Stefano or Brian? I think Brian White should be starting up top. He's definitely. I agree. Brian Brian White should be up top with Bonomo sitting on the bench for the Red Bulls. Okay, I think that that's fair. Um, I would have liked to. I mean, I. He can play on the wing, but it just does not appear to be uh, working out for them. And they have other good wing players there. <sighs> so, yeah. All right. Fair. Brian White should be starting. you signed because you don't want to get into the Bonomo shouldn't be in the two-team conversation? No, I mean, you could have that conversation every week. Uh, keeping him fresh and making sure that he's getting matches is still a good thing. Uh, it's, got, it's not going to be easy for him to break into the, the one team. Obviously, Bradley without a catastrophic injury is not going anywhere and i still think even though i think it's miscast to play derek as the the top forward completely miscast i think that they would they would still do that or danny royer before they would bring in bedomo but who knows uh what is the deal with them playing against bad teams these are two bad teams i i started that like jerry seinfeld these are two bad teams they what haven't done the much. Deal with them playing too bad teams. <laughs> they haven't done much, but they can't get the result. Same thing happened against the Richmond Kickers a couple of weeks ago. Yes, they got the draw. That was good. Uh, not losing uh, on the road is good. But why aren't they picking up maximum points against the teams that they should? Whereas they're blowing out <laughs> Tampa Bay Rowdies. What is that about? And Charleston. Don't forget about Charleston. Ugh. It's almost like they're playing know. on their level. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a common Red Bull thing is to play yeah, to the level of your that's opponent. So Metro. Well, this is the most 2012. Like this team, like is harkening back to the 2012 um, Red Bulls, who definitely played up to their opposition all year long. And I feel like we're getting that here. I mean, th- this team, I mean, this is this is the most talented squad they've had since the 2016 team. I understand everything that happened last year. There's a lot of transition, guys moving up or down the roster and not too sure and they still were able to make a successful run of it but um i i I just feel like the road form is just not there this year where it was in that 2016 campaign i don't and there's there's no rhyme or reason to it it's it's just it's american soccer this is this is what happens road form is so incredibly uh chaotic yeah, I feel like last year they were worse on the road in the beginning of the season. Definitely they were. Oh, they were awful on the road. I, yeah. I will maintain that. If if they're going to have poor games, they're still getting results. 
you can live with that. That's not a bad thing. Although maybe you don't learn as much because you're not dropping all three points, but uh, it, it's still I, on your worst day. If you're able to pick up a point, that's still a good thing. Let's you're talk learning how to get points. Let's talk man of the match before I do a little uh, Red Bull news roundup. Who do you got for? Let's just go for both matches. Who's your man of the match? Matches. Who's Moreno, your match? <laughs> okay. Yeah, Moreno for the first game and no one for the second one. Okay. Uh, Bill? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of accurate. For me, for the LA game would be uh, Loro, even though he kind of had that big stumble there where he was off the line. And Toronto FC, I mean, it's just, I don't even know. <laughs> For Toronto FC game, I, I'm not picking anybody. I'm going to give Evan Loro the uh, the man of the match for for those two matches, specifically LA because he came up big on a, a number of occasions, and they probably would have lost. Well, know, can, can I ask one. one question about this? And I know that you don't sure. know the answer, but I just want to put sure. it onto the ether. Why why is this team playing LA? Uh, yeah, really, it does not make any sense. There's literally no rhyme or reason. We like uh, we weren't with the first team. Um, they they made that trip out there for no reason, and to be quite honest, it might be the reason why they were still a, had a little bit of that travel hangover again. Perhaps I think that's that's a fair assessment. Um, I know every team in USL is playing one Western Conference team this year. Why they picked the this teams they picked, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like, why did Tampa Bay play Salt Lake uh, last weekend? No yeah, idea. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, very quickly, we were talking about Tommy Redding uh, on our chat. That was not on the show, but on our chat, we were talking about Tommy Redding uh, not being on the bench. We were wondering maybe is there some kind of injury. Uh, a team source confirmed that there is not an injury to Tommy Redding. Uh, it just, oh, so he's just that. It's just <laughs> he's not uh, doing enough to, to get the starts. He's still learning the system. So, uh, yeah. And uh, what, what's the other guy's name? Aqui? Aqui? Come sure. On, help me out here. Sure. <laughs> the other center back they signed in the offseason. I can't I can't think of how to pronounce his name. I'm gonna say it's Aqui. Uh also hasn't played yet. Pollitz is barely seeing the field, so uh there's a lot of competition at, at that spot. And, sure. and, I and when Redding and, and, and when Redding has been out there, he has not been good. Yeah. The other thing though, like the Redding thing, um, there's a lot more scrutiny on that because of the fact that he was part of that big trade. Um and the fact that he can't even make the squad for the two team mm-hmm. is really, really telling of um, of where he sits in the hierarchy of this team at the moment. Yeah, fully agree. Fully agree. Uh, the other thing uh, I inquired about uh, is if there were any uh, incoming academy kids that were going to get some time. There's no one specific on the radar. And I think this year, uh, just in general, because of the depth across the team and and how uh, competitive they are i don't think we're going to see a lot of players like in in you know 2015 2016 where you had a, a ton of unknown academy guys coming up and, and getting minutes uh, it's not going to be happening this year or at least it doesn't appear that way currently all right do you think that they've reached the uh that they've reached like saturation of that at this point because it's it never perhaps your four here perhaps i think you're gonna you're gonna see the really really uh uh, standout or the really standout players that doesn't make sense the standout the players yeah the standout players from the academy i think uh the the guys who you know are so far ahead of everyone else you might still see getting some minutes uh just as sort of a wet the appetite 
type thing, but I don't think we're going to be seeing them on the regular like we had been. You know, think about like Kevin O'Toole and how much time he got over the last two seasons and um, uh, uh, Shigenobu and, you know, Ben Mines obviously is now with the team, but there's going to be a little bit less. Brandon, Allen. Brandon Allen was not an academy player. <laughs> he was he was uh, he was a homegrown player, but I mean, like he wasn't an academy player when he was playing for the team. Which is we need low. a Brandon Allen penalty kick T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he, he could have made that penalty kick. That, yeah, that's yes, he it's it's uh, Patterson Sewell saving the Bonomo penalty kick and Bill's face just in the corner saying that. Yeah, Brandon would have made it. Sarah Senate, you know. Yeah, exactly. It was on target. It was a nice save. Uh, like it was Bradley did. It was their oh, only. Just so you know, I I just checked NASA's website and uh, Michael Bradley's penalty is catching up with Sire Sanders. <laughs> should be there in about the next four years. Nice, very nice. Uh, last bit of business before we move on to the X Red Bull two report or X Red Bull report. Um, congrats to to former guest of the show Ethan Cutler. He got an MLS contract. It's obvious that uh, this is a depth need move uh, with Kyle Duncan being on the IR for, uh, because of his ACL injury but you know I think it speaks to how well Ethan has played so far this year uh, and you know his progress overall anything to add guys no I think it, it, it makes sense with the World Cup roster um, and hopefully he sees minutes because I think he's a guy that if he shows enough may be the replacement for Kamara Lawrence or, or not Kamara Lawrence I'm sorry mostly Mario um, who who knows, maybe uh, moving on in the next year or so. Perhaps, perhaps. And yeah, if, if Mario is a standout at the World Cup, I bet he would be as good as gone. Um, okay, now to everyone's uh, favorite new segment, the ex-Red Bull report. <laughs> Zico Lewis came off the bench. Ugh, I hate this team's name for the... Uh, it's not yes. their fault. But Fimle Kaflag Hafnarfi Yarder. Fimle Kaflag Harfi. Uh, <laughs> nope, I messed it up. Fimle Kaflag. Ha- <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to look this up. Half Narfiardar. Half Narfiardar. Thank you. It's so. I, I put it uh, phonetically and I'm still saying yes. it wrong. Fimle Kaflag Half Narfiardar. Uh, he came off the bench and played two minutes in a 1 nothing win over Grindavik. Grindavik? Ugh. Rafi Diaz did not play, but was in the 18 for Sac Republic. Uh, Tim Schmoll and Aldershot Town. Uh, he was not on the bench for them, but they lost 2-1. to one. I didn't write down who they lost to, but they lost. Uh, Noah Powder came off the bench, played 26 minutes in a one nothing win over the Colorado Springs switchbacks. Dan Metzger not in the 18 for a 3 nothing loss uh, for Penn FC to North Carolina FC. I did some digging trying to find out if he's injured and I was unable to come up with anything. So a little curious why he wasn't in the lineup. Uh, David Najem, we found out last week he has a torn ACL and is out for the season. Get well soon, David. Junior Flemings came off the bench, played nine minutes and a one, nothing loss, uh, for the Rowdies to the Tampa or to the Charleston battery. Brandon Allen and Beth Steele. Uh, he started and played 74 minutes, in a 3-1 loss to Louisville City, Brandon has not scored since the opening match for Beth Steele. Kyle Rainish uh, started and played 90 minutes in a 1-1 draw with Phoenix Rising FC. Zach Carroll started and played 90 minutes for 1868 in their 2-0 win over OKC. Congrats, Zach. Uh, 
Conrad Plava and uh, SLC. Oops, excuse me. We're off this week. Speedy Williams played in that Louisville City match uh, and played 90 minutes in the 3-1 to win over... Uh, oh, I said it before and now I forgot. Uh, Beth Steele. Huh, thank you. Uh, Marius Obakop did not make the bench again for Lucifero Oradea of the Romanian Liga 2. They lost 2-1 to one against Dunaria Calarisi. I'm, I'm hoping that's right. Uh, Mike Devonta played. This is great. <laughs> Mike Devonta played <laughs> 90 minutes in Phoenix Rising's 1-1 draw with Fresno. Aaron Vasulovic did not play for Fremont Amateur in their 3-2 loss uh, to Nyko Bing FC. <laughs> so bad. Um, Maybe I should do this next time. He was on the bench. <laughs> hey, you feel free, please. Uh, <laughs> Carl, we met, uh, started and played 90 minutes in a 0-0 draw for Indy 11 with the uh, Charlotte Independence. That was and, a bad game. Oh, that was the last one, actually. Yeah, yeah, that was a really bad game. Uh, also, going back to Aldershot Town for a second. Oh, sure. Um, they are going to be taking part in the first um, uh, alterations to the National League playoffs in England. Okay. They are hoping to get this actually adopted into the English Football League, where uh, the sec- the third and fourth place team um, are have instant buys into the semifinals Ooh. and then a bunch of other teams below have to play an extra game to try to earn the right to play them and for those that don't know in, in english football if you are one and two you get instantly promoted and three is um three is ended up um ends up being a a, a playoff position that you earn your way in but they're trying to get three and four into um into a semifinal and then a bunch of other teams below it will play. So Aldershot Town will be part of that playoff. Woohoo! Way to go. Good luck, Tim. Good luck, Aldershot Town. Okay, we're going to take a break. It'll be in League 2 next year. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking to Ben Wright of Speedway Soccer. Stick around. We are now joined by one of the hosts of Speedway Soccer, the Nashville SC Soccer Podcast, of course, on the Beautiful Game Network. It's Ben Wright. Hello, Ben. How are you doing? Hey, guys. I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Uh, we're excited to have you. We're excited to be playing Nashville for the first time this season. Uh, two, two and two on the year. Not not terrible. Not bad. But, you know, obviously it's their first season. Uh, walk us through how things have gone. Obviously, Defense first seems to be what uh, you know the the approach has been, but uh, is it just them settling into the season, or or is that what we're going to be expecting uh, this coming weekend? You know, a, a couple of weeks ago, I probably would have said it was just us settling into the season, um, but I mean, we've we've played seven games, and the team has been together mm-hmm. for going on three months, um, so I don't know. We don't we don't have a ton of we don't have a ton of excuses at this point. So I think it's just going to honestly be how how we play. Um, and there there may be an outlier kind of like we saw against um, against Charlotte where we just dominated them at home. But I think for the most part, it's going to be defense first. And a lot of um, a lot of our wins are going to be by a goal, maybe two. Um, 
But yeah, I think it defense first, like you said. Um, we have been creating more and more chances recently, um, the past two or three games especially, and we just have not finished our chances. Um, so that that hurt us against Indy, um, and it just absolutely killed us against Penn FC last weekend. Um, we had two chances that I would have said you said we should have scored 10 out of 10 times. Um, and we just, our finishing was less than clinical. So in a, in a system that we're playing, you we have to finish the, the few chances that we get, and we haven't. So, yeah. Uh, so this team in, you know, the, you you guys are MLS bound. Congratulations on that. Is, yeah, is there a excited. sense on, yeah, is there a sense on the fan base that um, this is a stopover and this season isn't all that important? Or is there is there kind of a um, an antsiness of the fan base of no, you know, we we should win this year. We should we should dominate the USL before going up to MLS. Um, I don't know if there was an expectation that we would dominate USL, but I think it's not, we're not just kind of looking at this like a like a extended preseason for MLS. I think we're 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 hoping to compete for a USL Cup this year. Um, but yeah, I don't. And maybe at the beginning of the season, um, when the roster was initially put together, I think I think we our team is built of above average USL players, and I think a lot of us kind of expected that we would be one of the top teams in USL. Um, but I, th- I think the hope is definitely to challenge for a USL cup, whether that's going to happen or not remains to be seen. Um, and def- definitely we'll need to improve in a lot of things before we can, before we can make a real, a real run at the cup. How psyched do you think all the fans are there to, to have a, a team that plays in the USL now, and then is going to move on to, you know, the first league. Yeah. I mean, I think, I've said this a few times. I feel like we all knew that there was a market for soccer in in Nashville, um, but I don't think any of us expected it to take off this quickly. Um, I mean, just in our in our first ever game, it was a preseason game against Atlanta. We had uh, about eleven thousand people show up in which is crazy. Degrees. <laughs> yeah, and it was forty five degrees and rainy, um, and they packed it against Atlanta. Um, and then in our home opener. Um, we had close to 19,000 people show up. They moved it to Nissan Stadium um, from First Tennessee Park, which is the the minor league baseball stadium where we typically play. They moved the home opener to Nissan Stadium. Um, and yeah, I mean, 19,000 people showed up for a game that was, wow. again, forecast for... It, it didn't end up raining, but it was predicted that there were going to be thunderstorms and everything. And I think that actually there were more, more than 19,000 tickets sold. Um, so if you a couple thousand people didn't show up, but still, I mean, the, just the excitement for soccer in Nashville is, is really cool to see. I think just after, after the predators hockey um, run last year, it's been kind of cool to see the similarities and just how many like Nashville SC bumper stickers you'll see, like just driving around town and how many, like you'll pretty much every day I pass someone wearing some kind of like Nashville SC gear, whether it's a hat or a t-shirt or a jersey or something. So there's just, there's a real buzz for soccer in this city. And I think none of us expected it to be um, at this level for USL. And it's just exciting to think like how much bigger it could get um, for MLS. Do you see that as a good approach to the markets that 
MLS is looking to kind of, you know, grow, that they should get into these places that aren't necessarily thought of as these these big soccer towns or even sports towns uh, and, and kind of grow things the way that they, that they have in Nashville and Cincinnati and obviously Atlanta. Uh, is this the way of the future? Uh, yes, yeah, the way for the future, and I feel like it's already kind of how they've been doing things. I mean, you have Portland and Kansas City, um, <laughs> and Salt Lake, who are probably not the first markets that would come to mind when you're trying to think of a professional sports franchise. Um, and I mean, and there are plenty of plenty of other examples, but those those teams have done incredibly well. Um, and then you see like Cincinnati selling 35,000 tickets on a weeknight for an open cup game. Um, and what Atlanta is doing is just absolutely insane. It's incredible. I mean, they're like in the top 10 in the, in the, in the planet, like every week in attendance. Um, so yeah, I think, I think MLS is looking at the right markets. Um, and I think a lot of these markets are honestly coming in with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder that they've not really got the recognition they deserve from other sports franchises. And I think, um, yeah, I I think these, these cities are just ready for soccer and I think there's a huge market for it. And MLS is doing, doing a really good job tapping into a lot of those. Uh, So, you know, we, we've seen a lot of these um, MLS teams, you know, Orlando city comes to mind who moved on to MLS and then put a USL team in in, in its stead, do you think that we're going to see a Nashville USL team um, come out of this in the in the next few years uh, when you guys are up in MLS? Yeah, I think it'll happen. I don't know how quickly it will happen, um, but just from some of the comments our ownership group has made, um, that's that's definitely um, it's definitely a plan. Um, I don't know if it's. I, I mean, we're still trying to figure out what the MLS team is going to look like, um, so I don't think they've necessarily planned it all out um but yeah i think they're definitely looking to have a usl affiliate probably pretty close to nashville if not in nashville um and have that kind of pipeline um from from the academy through usl all the way to mls if you look at your roster you'll sign um you'll you'll sign neymar for the mls team and everything (laughs) oh yeah Yeah, get some crazy huge player (laughs) yeah right neymar will cost more than our stadium and our franchise fees put together so if you look at your roster, who's one player that kind of sticks out that you know we should watch for for the game this upcoming weekend? Um, Alan Wynn. He's a he's a rookie. He was he was actually drafted by Colorado this year, um, and I think it kind of surprised everybody when he when he signed for Nashville. Um, and he started he started the previous two games and was set to start against Penn FC and I picked up an injury right before the game, I think in actually, actually in the pregame warmup. So he didn't play at all, but he's been, he's been one of our most consistent goal threats from open play. Um, and just one of the guys who's not afraid to take the ball at players. Um, he's really two footed. So you can't, you can't just push him onto his right. Cause he can, he can, beat you with his left as well um but he's just a really fast guy a really hard worker on both sides of the ball um and like i said he's just one of our one of our real consistent goal threats from open play now before we move on to the lightning round i didn't warn you about the lightning round but i think you'll do fine um (laughs) before we move on to the lightning pressure let's get a prediction for you for this coming weekend uh what, what do you got um well i'm not I don't think we're going to win. I think you guys are probably going to win two, 
maybe three to nothing. Um, I'm not very confident in our in our goal scoring ability, especially after we we laid an egg against Penn FC, who are potential one of the one of the worst defenses in USL. So um, <laughs> yeah, I'm and espe- I mean you guys just destroyed Tampa Bay, um, so you definitely have the potential to to score a lot. So I'm. I'm not sure what the scoreline is going to be, but I don't think we're going to score. I just think we had a lot of luck that game. There's something lucky in the air or something. (laughs) (laughs) Five goals is not luck, Bill. Come on. (laughs) We're we're, we're awful. We we like never win games. Not like we won a championship ever. (laughs) I don't don't know what a championship is. (laughs) All right, so let's get. Bill, we're talking about USL, not MLS. Oh, (laughs) that's fine. Yeah, let's uh, let's get predictions from you guys too. What what do you got, Anthony? Two nothing Red Bulls. Bill, I'm gonna go with Anthony on this one. I'm also thinking uh, two nothing. I really want to just Eeyore, uh, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna say it's a well. I mean, I guess you could say this is Eeyore. It's gonna be a one one draw. I don't think Nashville's defense is is so bad that we're gonna put two goals past them. We'll see. I would be very happy with a with a one one draw. I would I would take that at this point. I, I feel like that that you know. Any team, awesome. any team coming to play the Red Bulls at home and getting points should be very, very happy. Okay, let's move on to the lightning round. These are questions that uh, are are fairly simple answers and uh, have nothing or mostly nothing to do with soccer. Are you ready? <laughs> okay, number one, popcorn, yes or no? Absolutely yes. Ugh. Yes, I love popcorn. Joe hates popcorn. Yeah. Um... Super Mario or Sonic the Hedgehog? Super Mario. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Now, uh, at this moment, normally I would have said Arsene Wenger in or Arsene Wenger out, but now it is a moot point. So, who is the better player, Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Whoa. Okay. Yeah! <laughs> Liverpool underrated or overrated? <laughs> oh man, I'm a United fan, so this. Uh, I like un- you. They're <laughs> underrated. They're underrated, but I hate saying that. And Slape, one of our other hosts on the podcast, he's going to be so happy when he hears me saying that. But I, I would not be surprised if they win Champions League this year. I'm very happy to hear that. They're I don't believe it. Don't yeah, I don't think so, but we'll see. Marvel or DC? Oh, Marvel. Yeah, without a doubt. Actually, right oh, actually, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Marvel. Although the, No spoilers. The Dark Knight The Dark Knight is potentially my favorite movie of all time, but Ooh. overall Marvel, yeah. All right, all right. that's pretty good. Uh, you survived the lightning round. Congratulations. Oh. Ben, that thank was, you. That was an experience. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ben, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a delight. Is there anything you'd like to plug before you go? Um, yeah, just check us out on Twitter. Um, we're putting out all of our stuff there at Soccer Speedway. And if you have any questions or anything you want us to answer, just hit us up and we'll we'll give it our best shot. All right, excellent. All right, so we're going to take a break now. When we come back, we're going to preview tomorrow's game or today's game, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, against Ottawa Fury and then our USL roundup before we call it a night. Stick around. And we're back. We're going to finish out our preview 
by talking about Ottawa Fury FC. And then we're going to talk about some stuff around the league in USL. Ottawa, this is the game tomorrow, of course, or I guess today, depending on where you're listening to this, uh, is I think I think it's fair to say they are terrible. They're having a really, really difficult start to the season. They've scored twice in their opening five matches or four matches. I don't think they've played five yet. I don't know they have five matches. They've yet to win. They've got one draw. And, yeah, I mean, look, they've got a negative 12 goal differential. They uh, have not picked up a win this season. They are looking like they might go winless for another couple matches, at least. Uh, I'm not sure that there's a positive here for them, but, and we talked about this with LA Galaxy 2, uh, and uh, Toronto FC too. The Red Bulls are having trouble picking up points against these kinds of teams. And with the short turnaround, is this just sort of another kind of garbage road game where we're going to see a zero-zero or a one-one draw, Anthony? No. <laughs> Reason that this Red Bull two teams should lose. This is Ottawa team is awful. Like, I, I've watched two games of theirs this season. Now, all 90 minutes plus of them, they are atrocious. So if, if this Red Bull 2 team loses to them, there are some serious problems that they're going to have to address. Well, all right, so you got short turnaround. This game's also being played at 10.30 in the morning because USL. Uh, I'm sure that this is going to be very heavily attended. Uh, and I, I imagine there's going to be a lot of, of roster turnover. So it's possible that, that maybe a less experienced squad goes in there and doesn't quite get the job done. And I, I don't know if it would be the end of the world, but if the first team goes out there and laid an egg, I, I would agree that, you know, there would but be some it, problems. I mean, these guys are all kids. I mean, they're, they're made out of rubber. They don't need to like, they got enough rest. It's a midweek game. It's no different than like a U.S. open cup game or something like that. So I mean, they should be able to field a team that is more than capable enough of beating an Ottawa team that stinks. <laughs> Are they worse than FC Montreal two years ago? They're pretty darn close and it's funny that you mentioned that because they are the u s right. affiliate of the Montreal right, right. that's they are Montreal now uh bill if if Ottawa beats New York tomorrow. What <laughs> what do they do to turn things around? Or what should they do to punish the team? <laughs> I have no idea, but definitely can't lose to Ottawa tomorrow. I mean, like you said, they're pretty much the worst team in the league right now. So there's there's no way that they can can lose to Ottawa. I think they have one point total. Yes. They have one draw. And the other four matches, I believe, they have her losses. So I think the I, only I other team see them losing. The only other team that could com- that maybe should be competing with them for a worst team in the league right now would be OKC Energy, who have lost six straight and are just atrocious. But I will argue though that I, and and I have seen, look, I've been watching a lot of USL games this year because mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with the league. OKC has looked a lot better than Ottawa on on, on the field. They've been unlucky. Or I mean, unlucky is another way of saying they're a bad team. But like they, um, they've at least been in the fight a lot more than Ottawa. Ottawa appears to be the kind of team that rolls over and dies more so than not. <laughs> okay, I think that that's fair. Um, okay, let's let's just get a prediction out there. What do you got? I'm saying two zero. New York Rebels two on the road. Okay, Anthony. 
I agree. Too. I was going to say that 2-0, even allowing a goal from this team is is kind of a loss in my book. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't gotten this a lot from That's me this harsh. year, but I'm about to be Eeyore. I'm going to say this is going to be either... No, you know, I'm just going to lean into it. It's going to be a one nothing loss. It'll be Ottawa's first one of the season. Just Why no- are you like... God, like, why are you, you being you Anthony? If I was being Anthony, I would be saying this is the worst team. They can't do anything. They're awful. Uh, I never say that. <laughs> it, it's only situational because they didn't win this past weekend. <laughs> Look, like, this is this is New York City. It's a results-based business. You don't win, you stink. <laughs> you win, you are the greatest team that has ever lived for the seven days before your next game. <laughs> I Yeah, I fully agree with that. Uh, that's so pretty much right now, the, the New York Red Bull MLS team is amazing because they beat the LA Galaxy, no matter how bad LA is. <laughs> that's that's partly why, you know, the New York Yankees are the worst team in baseball because they lost yesterday to Houston. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I was really hoping that it, that was going to be true. <laughs> uh, I love being a troll. It's it's a lot of fun. See, you call me a troll. You're the real troll. Well, I get to dabble in it. You're like the professional. That's all I'm going to say. Um, okay. So, yeah. All right. We got our predictions. Anthony says win. Bill says win. I say lose. Troll. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's talk about some things around USL. Not that, you know, not a ton of storylines this week. Uh, Vegas finally losing. Uh, to San Antonio. San Antonio finally getting a, a, I think what I would say is a statement win. They won big on the road. They've very much underperformed this year. Is this is this it? Are they going to start turning it around now and start you know, putting together a number of results? Because So they beat Las Vegas. They've got Fresno, Rio Grande Val... Rio Grande? <laughs> They've got Grande. RGV. <laughs> the Grandes. Uh, and the Tulsa Roughnecks over the next three matches. Those are all, I think, bad or poor teams. Then they've got Reno, who hasn't been playing well, although they did win two in a row now. Uh, then Portland Timbers. So, it, you know, they're, they're going to go back into a, a more difficult stretch, but it's possible for them to get the next three wins. Anthony, is it going to happen, or is this a, 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 a blip? Um, I don't think it's a blip because I actually picked them to win the Western Conference. I, and I think that they've looked good and have been not so sharp in the final third, finishing off balls. Um, and they looked very good in this one. They look like they're getting it together. And um, uh, they, they're one of – I call them my West Coast team. They're the one that I follow most. Um, they, they've been saying the right things and seem to have the right kind of mentality. I, I don't think they win all three of these games. I think we is – as well you're breaking up a lot hold on take a moment start again but uh the other two teams absolutely tulsa's atrocious this year um so they should be able to to get some points there although tulsa does like to make things scary in a um, minor league baseball chaos kind of way were you saying because you broke up a little bit there were rio grande uh, grande valley is better than their record is that what you were saying I, they, they appear to be better than their record. Okay. Um, they, they, they've got some, they've got uh, some good movements out of the midfield, and I think that it falls apart in the final third for them. But um, they, I, I still think that San Antonio should be able to take it. But that's the one game that I think if they do, if there's a place where they drop points, that's where it'll happen. The Toros, by the way, uh, their last match was a two nothing win over Western Conference leading Orange County SC. 
So yeah, you never know. You never know. Nothing makes sense this year. Uh, there, right. there are three teams that are left that are still undefeated. I do not remember who you said your team was, uh, Anthony. I don't remember who you, your team was, Bill. But my team is still undefeated, and that's the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. The other two teams are Sac Republic and uh, Louisville City. Wow. So do you want to? You want to? You want to change your pick now? You want to jump on the bandwagon with me, uh, or are you going to pick one of the other two teams? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. You're not going to pick, or no, nope, you're not going to jump on the bandwagon. I'm not. I'm not jumping on any bandwagon. <laughs> I'm not a bandwagon jumper. Well, you're a Yankees I could fan. See so. Pittsburgh going far because of Bob Lilly. I mean, he's always been an awesome coach, and one of the best interviews I think we've ever had on on this podcast. So, I think I think that's worthy. You know. Yeah, I'm still a fan of that that defensive approach. Even if it, it it makes for ugly games, he gets results. The guy knows what he's well, doing at this level. They don't go ahead and you know kick anybody in the back or anything like that. I think they'll be good. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, Anthony. Which of those three teams? You got to pick one. Oh, okay. Who are they again? It was um, Louisville, Louisville, Sacramento, Sacramento and and Pittsburgh. Let me, well, let me, let's say the, the the teams that each of them is coming up against. Uh, for for some context, Sacramento Republic is playing Portland Timbers two. Louisville City, or wait, let's go Pittsburgh first. Pittsburgh is playing Toronto FC two. Lou- <laughs> nice. Louisville City is playing uh, Indy Eleven on the road. Um, I'm gonna say simply because I think they're in they're in better form. I'm gonna say Louisville stays undefeated. Portland Timbers too have not been um, have actually no they're way better than last year yeah. yeah yeah they've been pretty feisty they're more fun to and, watch because they're not just inept in front of goal exactly and um, I don't know man Toronto too has some pretty weird moments this year of being bad and then somehow finding a way to get points from people yeah yeah all right fair okay and last but not least. Uh, Carlton Belmar is now up to seven goals on the season. He is very much in the lead uh, for the for all players for scoring. What is his total going to be at the end of the season? Let's just throw out a guess. 17 goals. 17, okay. That's fair. I'm Bill? going with 15. 15? Okay. I'm going to say that he's going to hit 20. I'm feeling it. 35,000. 35,000. <laughs> No, mine's bigger. Um, <laughs> and it's only Tuesday. Yep, it's only Tuesday. Big week. This is a Hudson uh, River Derby week. Yes, yeah. Am I uh, Am I going to see you guys at the game this week? Yeah, I, I'll be there. I'm sure Anthony will be there to come support his uh, boys in blue. Yep, that's about right. <laughs> well, I... This will be. Um, I, I will be taking my um, my relatives, my young cousins, to their first ever soccer game, fourteen and eleven. So we'll see. They don't have an affiliation, so it'll be up to the Red Bulls to convince them oh, to, uh, to, oh. to make this happen. Yeah, they literally it's... know nothing about American soccer. I've tried really hard to kind of be like, hey, look, there's a game on TV, whether it's Red Bulls or NYCFC, and they have just not cared. But they really love the idea of going to a game. Can I, Hopefully the Red Bulls do great and and uh, make lifetime fans out of them. Can I ask the ages uh, of these children? Uh, fourteen and eleven. Okay, so knowing uh, fifteen the, and eleven. I'm sorry, my wife just yelled from downstairs. Knowing the mentality of a fifteen and eleven year old, uh, and knowing what I think they might think of you, 
do us all a favor root for city on the day (laughs) (laughs) and then they'll be like oh man anthony like this team sucks yeah we can't like that team (laughs) they they like the teams that score a lot of goals Uh, yeah so hopefully red bull scores a lot of goals here and they don't get david viad this week yeah, no, I think that's fair. Okay, uh, that's it for us today. Uh, so <laughs> we can cut out of here. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at underscore Joe Goldstein. I am at NYC Soccer World. And I'm at Built TNJ. And if you want to follow the show, and we hope you do, we are at Raising Bull Cast. That's one bull, Raising Bull Cast. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Raising Bulls. You can go to RaisingBulls.com where you can find all of our episodes and even send us questions for the show. And if we like your questions, we'll read them on the air. And you can send them to questions at RaisingBulls.com. That's questions at RaisingBulls.com. Where can you send your questions? Do questions Raising at RaisingBulls.com. Uh, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast. Find us, rate us, review us. It really does help. Uh, and, of course, we're part of the Beautiful Game Network at BGN.FM. They've got great shows like the USL Show, Mongols, Pittsburgh's Scholastic Soccer Show, and a number of great shows. Uh, they added two more this week. I don't know them off the top of my head. Uh, or not this week, but within the last couple of weeks. But go to BGN.FM. They've got a fantastic podcast for all of your USL needs. And of course, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. For myself, Ben Wright, Anthony Merced, and Bill Toomey, thank you very much, and have a good night. Back to the face. Back to the face.